Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat, cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of The Leo Effects. Today I am joined by a newcomer to the SJ Network. Um, he, he promises to be a, a wonderful guest, from what I'm told. So we're going to roll right into it. I got some, some questions for him. Uh, this is Mr. Patrick Lascarbo. How are you, sir? I'm just great. How are you? I'm fantastic. So I guess we'll start this thing off the way I normally do. It seems like a good place to go. And uh, I would just like for you to tell the listeners out there, what exactly is it that you do and maybe what are you known for? Sure. Uh, I am an actor, writer, producer, director, uh, father of six. Uh, that's probably what I'm most known for, at least in the local area, is, <laughs> is my six daughters. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, and, and, and I've been doing the acting portion of everything since I was nine years old. Uh, but I did take off about 13 to 17 years somewhere in that stre- stretch of time to, uh, to have a family and then, uh, decided to, to get back into it and did mostly stage my whole entire life until the past three years. The past three years have been very film intensive and I finally wrote down. I, I've had an idea for a movie for years and I finally sat down and, and wrote a 109 page script in about 48 hours and oh, I'm in the midst of trying to produce and uh, and shoot it. Wow. And what, what would that be called if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, it's called Chance and Circumstance. It's, uh, it's a western uh, oh, okay. so it's set in the, in the Reconstruction South but it deals with a lot of the, the issues that we're kind of dealing with today. So it's a kind of about uh, the the log line is of it is uh, the war on tolerance peaks in the old west when two West Point graduates who fought on opposite sides of the Civil War come back together at the end of the war, but they have to fight fight a specter from their past if they're going to ever have some kind of future. Wow! So that's, uh, that that's kind of the the gist of everything for for the movie. Not not giving too much away. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's awesome. That sounds like a, a good one right there. What yeah, what inspired yeah, I, you to come up with the, like is westerns your genre? Like, do you really enjoy the westerns, or are you just kind of all over the place? I'm kind of all over the place until recently. I did four westerns last summer. Oh, geez. Uh, and 
I just remember growing up with my grandfather and Saturday mornings, I remember sitting down and just watching Western films with him. Every single Western, like all Western, all Saturday. It was like the man who shot Liberty Balance, Rio Grande, True Grit, you know, everything, just, you know, back to back to back to back to back. And then he would read like every single Louis L'Amour book ever written, you know, and, and we're from the Northeast. I was, I was born in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. So, and, and, and he was born in Yonkers, New York. Oh. So he wasn't a Southerner by any stretch of the imagination, but he just loved the South. He loved, you know, that, 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 the determination and that, that attitude of, of come hell or high water, we're going to get something done. You know, he just, he just loved that. I and guess, yeah. I had an idea for, for this, for a scene and the scene was uh, uh, two guys after the civil war, basically just having a post-traumatic stress disorder talk. I that see. was the whole idea for the film. Uh, for the beginning of the film, it was going to be a short. It was literally going to be like five pages long, and that was going to be it. And I wrote it, and I was like, wow, this looks pretty good. But what happens before this? So then I went back to the beginning, and I wrote the beginning of it up to that point. And I was like, okay, well, this isn't the end of the movie. What happens after this? So then I wrote kind of what would happen after it. And then I had 109 pages and, and I was like, wow, okay, this is an actual script. This is a full feature length script. That's awesome. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how things just kind of unfold like that? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very strange. It was like I said, I, I sat down just to write that scene and I banged out that scene probably in about 45 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour. I, Cause I'd had it running around in my head for a while and I was just finally putting it down to, well, back in the day, you would say putting it down, pen to paper. I was putting it, you know, uh, bits, bits, to uh, computer screen. Uh, so I, I did that. And then I was like, well, listen, and then, and then after I wrote it, I was like, well, I, you always think that your writing is good. You always think, oh, oh I've written a masterpiece. I've written, you know, <laughs> but this is the first thing I'd ever written. So I was like, well, let's, let's see if it's any good, you know? So I submitted it in a couple festivals just to see if it was any good at all. And I won the first festival that I, I entered into. I entered into the Wild Bunch Film Festival, and I won uh, Best First-Time Screenwriter and uh, Best Face-Based Concept. So I was like, okay. You know, and so I entered in another one. And I won the Los Angeles Film Awards for, uh, um, uh, for uh, on, on, on a merit award, uh, the honorable mention. <clears throat> oh. So I won that. Then I put it in the Austin Spotlight Festival, and I won most original concept. So I was like, "Well, you know what? Maybe I've got something here. Yeah, maybe, maybe this is maybe this is something that that I can do." So then I reached out to all the people. Like I said, I had done like four westerns that summer. I reached out to all those people who who we were doing westerns, who I was doing westerns with, and I sent a script and the NDA and a script to a couple of them and said, "Look this over for me, and tell me what you think." And every one of them came back and said, "You've got to make this." You, you, you've got to make this. This is the perfect time to make this movie. And I was like, oh, well, okay, well, how the how, how, how do I fund it? I, 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 don't, I don't have enough money to... So I went down, and I, I have a business background. So, <laughs> so I sat down, crunched some numbers, and said, okay, how much is this going to cost me? So I looked, and I was like, okay, you haggle for low-budget rates and looked at all that stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right. So I can do this for $60,000 if I do it right. And I was wow. like, okay, well, I, I mean, I don't have 60 grand laying around. So I was like, <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> well, the, the 60 grand, then they were like, well, why don't you just crowdfund it? I'm like, what do you mean crowdfund it? They're like, well, there's things like Kickstarter and Indiegogo and, and, and GoFundMe and what I'm like, 
okay, well, 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 let's see, you know? So we did, we, we put a crowdfunding website together. We did a casting call. We did everything. We haven't cat. We, we've just barely gotten the selections in because we did the casting call on the 21st of December and we've got our picks in. So we've got a, we've got a, there's four people who are basically making the casting decision. So we've got our picks in and, you know, we've got to discuss the ones that we don't agree on. And then, you know, but in the meantime, we started the crowdfunding campaign. I'm like, ah, I don't know about this. You know, people you can't get people to donate $3 to, you know, poor children in Uganda. What is, <laughs> right. you know, no one's going to donate to this. Right. Yeah. So I started it on December 31st. We're the sixth day into our, into our a funding campaign. And we're already at 15% to budget. We've already raised $9,147 for it. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> so, so that's kind of what I'm doing now. Um, and it's just, it's kind of taken on a life of its own. So, I mean, I've got a great production staff. I've got a great, uh, uh, group of people who are just behind it, trying to drive it forward. And it's kind of taken on a life of its own. So now I guess I'm known for 24 seven, uh, uh, launching and trying to, to successfully complete an Indiegogo funding campaign. So that's what I'm most known for now because my Facebook post, one of the things is like for $5, just donating even $5 to it. I will go online and, and, and hawk whatever you want. You know, if it's a business, I'll hawk the business, I'll, well, whatever, I don't care. So I'll do that a minute video. And I've posted about 51 minute long videos on my YouTube channel that has like 10,000 subscribers. And, wow. and on my, uh, <laughs> and on my Facebook page that has like 3000 followers. And then on the chance and circumstance website itself, the, the, the Facebook page that has like 854 followers. So seven o'clock every night I, I post like 20 or 30 of these videos, you know, to, to, to just, you know, uh, thank everyone for, for donating whatever they've donated. Yeah, that, that sounds like a full-time job right there, like in and of itself. Yes, it oh is right gosh. now. It is, I literally sequester myself in a room with my my uh, my Samsung Galaxy. So Samsung, please donate. Anyway, uh, so my <laughs> Samsung Galaxy phone, and I, uh, I I just do video after video, going thank you, Bob, for donating to Chance and Circumstance. It's people like you that you know. And I just go over uh, a thing, and if I know the person, I try and do something personal with them. You know that 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 they'll recognize as a shout out to them. And then, like I said, some businesses. They said, Hey, just, you know, mention our business name. Sure. Not a problem. So I mentioned a business name, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. That's a good way to do it. It's like the, yeah. you know, thinking outside the box. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and the, and the great thing about our campaign, and this is different from a lot of them. Cause I, I researched a lot of the Indiegogo campaigns out there, especially for film. And a lot of them, they'll have perks, you know, like, you know, uh, like a shout out or, or get a set used prop or get a, Mine are cumulative. So like the $5 level, you're going to get uh, a shout out and you get a thank you credit at the end of the movie. So oh, there'll be cool. like, a, we're, we're, we're going to have, we're going to have, hopefully we're going to have a, 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 a two minutes of just thank yous that are going to scroll down the page <laughs> at the end of the movie at this point in time. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Um, but then at, at like the, uh, the, the, the $50 level, you get a set used script signed by all the principal cast oh wow then at the hundred dollar level you get a poster signed by the cast but it's cumulative so you'll get the poster you will also get at the hundred dollar level you will get the poster you also get the script you also get the shout out you also get to thank you in the end credits i see okay. so 
yeah, all the way up to like the most expensive one is three thousand dollars. For a three thousand dollar donation, we will bring you onto set. You will spend a day with the principal cast. You will be a background uh, character in a scene with the principal cast. And even if that doesn't get put into the movie, you will get that clip for your own edification. Oh, sweet. so you'll have your own. So you can always say like, "Look, I was on a movie set. There's me right there." Right. You yeah, know, there even I if it am. doesn't make the final cut. Yeah, that's oh wow, that is wild. Dang. Yeah. So, and I mean, like I said, we've got 51 backers so far, and we've actually had two people decide to come out to set. And like I said, I'm paying for their hotel lodging because where we're shooting the scene, there's a nice, brand new Best Western hotel. Best Western, please sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> uh, right across the street from uh, from the uh, Blanco Buggy Barn, which is where we are shooting here in Blanco, Texas. Blanco Buggy Barn, please sponsor us. And, um, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to put them up for the one night there and they're going to, like I said, they're going to have a call time. They're going to come to set. They're going to get dressed in period, in period, uh, attire from our wardrobe department. And they're going to be a background player in our film. That's really, really, really awesome. I, I wish I was closer to do that. That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah. so kind of, you know, getting to know you a little bit better, uh, personally or on a personal level, I guess would be, so what got you started? Cause you, you said you had a business background Were you just, you know, kind of like, Oh, well, business isn't for me. I think I want to try acting or was it kind of a simultaneous it was completely thing? the other way around. Here's what actually happened. So I went to college and I was actually a performing arts major at Johnson state college, Vermont, Johnson state college, please sponsor my movie. Anyway, uh, so, um, and, <laughs> Uh, my dad, I remember coming home from break and my dad was like, so, uh, so I mean, what are you going to do, uh, for work when, when you, when you get this degree? I was like, well, dad, I'm going to, I'm going to act. Yeah. But I mean, like, how are you going to eat? <laughs> well, 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 dad, I'm, I'm going to act. Well, yeah, that's, that, that's good. Well, how, how are you going to pay a mortgage? Oh, well, I'm going to act. <laughs> and, and I started thinking like, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe my, maybe my dad's right. Maybe, maybe, maybe I need something. Maybe, maybe, you know, what if this doesn't work? What if this, I've got, I will have no discernible skills other than the ability to lie. You know, right. great if I was going to be a politician, you know, yeah, but, uh, yeah. that, that was, that wasn't, that wasn't in the cards for me at all. <laughs> so, uh, so I decided, you know, um, okay, well, I've got, I've got to, well, you know, theater and film, it's a business. I'll go into business. So I'll learn the business background of it. I got enmeshed in the business background of it. And then I just, it just kind of became my hobby then instead of my career, I was, I was still acting, but I was doing it in community theaters. I was doing it and I was doing it in a ton of places. I was doing it all over upstate New York, all over uh, Vermont, Massachusetts, uh, Virginia. I did some, you know, and, and I was still acting, but I wasn't doing it as a means of making a living. It was all volunteer at that point in time. Right. Uh, but then of course, you know, kids came along and, you know, uh, and, and my job kind of became more demanding and I, I just worked in the business world, you know, uh, for 13 years straight, just never even acted at all. Didn't do anything. And then one day I was driving to work from, um, where I lived and I drove by this and I never even noticed I'd driven by it for a year and never even noticed there was a community theater. I drove by every single day. Oh, wow. So I was like, yeah. So I was like, well, you know what? I wonder if I still got it. I wonder if I can still do this. You know? So they said auditions. It was auditions for a play called drop dead. 
So, uh, so I went, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go audition. See if I still got anything. See if I can still, you know, do this. So I went and auditioned and I got a role. Oh, cool. And then I got the next 14 roles in a row there. They, I, I did 14 shows in a row for them uh, while I was doing my corporate gig, which was, you know, so because it was right down the street from where I lived. So I was like, great, this is, this is perfect. You know, I drive by it. I just drive by on the way home, stop by, go to rehearsal, and go home. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, well, the, the guy who was the, um, <clears throat> the uh, artistic director there, the, uh, his name is Mike Rademakers. Mike Rademakers uh, has, uh, been in Hollywood. He was in Hollywood. He was John Goodman's stand in for a number of years. Oh, wow. And yeah. And he had seen me do it. And he goes, why don't you, why don't you do this professionally? Why, 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 why aren't you trying this professionally? I was like, well, you know, I tried when I was young. I sent out all my headshots and resumes and got absolutely nothing back from anyone. I even went to like a, a bookstore, bought out this thick book that I said all the casting directors and agents throughout the whole entire country, you know, and I, I mailed out my headshot, my resume to all these people. I never heard anything back. And he's like, well, dude, this is the internet now. And I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, but the in- I said, the internet's for like Amazon prime and porn. You know, that's what well, I mean. Well, <laughs> right. well, you go, yeah, he's like, well, no, there's casting sites online. I'm like, there are not. And he's like, yeah, there are. And I was like, well, so sure enough, he pulls one up and I look at him I'm like, wow, well, there's okay. You know, I'm, well, what the heck? Why not? So I didn't even have headshots anymore at this point in time. The, the only headshot I had was a, a sitting in a drawer. It was from when I was 25 years old and it didn't look anything like me anymore. Right. Like, yeah. Not, not, it was a black and white. It didn't look anything like me. So, so I'm like, okay, well, they for these community theater shows they always take a headshot of you and put it up on the wall outside of where you go into the theater or whatnot i'm like give me one of those headshots that we took for you know the uh, uh drop dead or i can't remember what show it was i think it was actually zombies from the beyond so i'm like give me that headshot so it gives me a headshot and i you know i scan it in you know and i, I start sending it and I, I got an audition request so i went and i auditioned and i got that role and then i sent out some more and and i got another role and then I got another role and then I got another role. And then one day my wife looked at me and she said, are you happy what you're doing? Cause at that point in time I was working for a resort. I was a reservation sales coordinator for a multimillion dollar resort. And, uh, which meant I had to talk to like really rich people all day long about their spa treatments and their waxings that they had to get <laughs> done and when they had to get them done and all this stuff. And when they were going to come in with their family and whatnot, and I had to and arrange all of their itineraries. So that's, that's, that's what my job was, you know, making sure that all the guests itineraries were done properly. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah. So she was like, do you like your job? I'm like, no, I hate my job. I hate the general public. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> I said, especially the rich general public, they really suck. So, uh, so she goes, well, why don't you just quit and do, do the acting thing full time? I was like, and then of course, and Anna starts selling me that. Well, because I like to eat. Right. Yeah. And she's like, and, yeah. And she goes, well, well, we can take care of that. I'm like, well, but I like living in this house that we live in. This is uh, instead of living in a box with six kids, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I like, I like this. She goes, well, well, there's, she goes, we've got equity in the house. Why don't we sell the house, take the equity, buy a smaller house and, and, you know, put a plan together where within five years, if you're not making what you were making here, well, then we, we, we visit it. I said, you sure about that? Because, you know, I had, I had benefits there. I had a steady paycheck. It was every single, every two weeks I got paid every, you know, I always had to go to the doctor. Not a problem. I had health coverage. You know, I had all, she's like, 
yeah, let's just do it. I'm like, well, okay. So, and lo and behold, we did it. And I've been a full-time actor ever since. That is awesome. That's the, that's like the best origin story ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, yeah. And I mean, it, it helps to really have someone. And I think this is what, and it's not that my parents didn't believe in me at all. I think they did, but they were just as parents. And I, I can say this now, cause I got six daughters. They were just concerned. Right. They were right. just concerned and were voicing their concern. But at a young age, you don't see this concern. You see that as them destroying your dreams. You know, they're like telling you that this is a stupid idea. You should go work at Burger King or whatever. You know, they're just, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, so Burger King, please sponsor my movie. And, um, so uh, <laughs> what they, what they, uh, what they were doing is just saying, Hey, keep your options open. Make sure that you've got more than one form of, uh, uh, income, right. you know, don't rely on one thing because my dad Love my dad to death. My dad was an analytical chemist for Texaco. And I mean, and I think this is where it came from for him that Texaco got sued by Pennzoil, I believe. Pennzoil won the lawsuit and Texaco had to lay off a bunch of people. My father was one of those people. He had to be laid off. Uh. But the only thing he knew was analytical chemistry. That's it. That's all he knew. He didn't know anything else. So he had to try and re-enter the workforce, and this is in the '80s when we had the the, the, the huge downturn in in in, uh, in jobs. You know, late '70s, early '80s, and he couldn't find a job in analytical chemistry to save his life for for four years, five years. As a matter of fact, he never went back to being an analytical chemist ever. Wow! What he ended up, yeah, what he ended up doing is taking job, taking job. He was a, a night security guard at an insane asylum for a while because he's a big guy. So, <laughs> and he, uh, uh, he, he was, uh, uh, he was a, a quality control assurance guy at a tape company for, for, for tape. Okay. So, and then finally he, he ended up being at IBM, but he wasn't an analytical chemist. He was just working on the manufacturing line there making microchips, mm, you know, okay. but that's, I think where his idea of like, look, don't put all your eggs in one basket came from. So me being, you know, the angsty, the angsty teen, you know, I was like, well, my dad, my dad thinks I'm stupid for being an actor. My dad thinks I'm crazy. My dad, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and that wasn't what it was. Cause I talked to him years later. I mean, he's, he's thank God he's still with us, but I talked to him and I'm like, dad, what was that talk about? He goes, the talk was about making sure you don't, you have other avenues open to you. That you're a versatile person that you don't just do one thing and, and be, and you, and you can, you can be great at one thing, but be good at others as well. And yeah. and that's what he was trying to say to me. But I, being a teen, didn't hear it that way. I heard, you're going to starve to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're never going to, you're never going to make it. What do you right. think you are, Robert De Niro? You know, that's what I heard <laughs> in my little pea brain as a teenager. You know, when I was, when I was applying to college, uh, I didn't hear the fact that like, Hey, make sure you got options. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's what I am now. It's really funny because my wife will say, she'll say something like, yeah, well, can we do, I'm like, well, yeah, I did that because I, I had a bunch of jobs. I've worked at Walt Disney world. I've worked at, um, I, I've worked for, uh, 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 stores like, uh, retail stores, retail outlets. I worked for Best Buy for a while. Best Buy, please sponsor my movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I worked for a bunch of places and I have a wide breadth of knowledge now where I can pretty much drop myself into any situation and go, okay, I can, I can, that might not be exactly what I've done before, but I've done something similar to it. And so I can figure this out. 
That's awesome. You know, and, and, and I can do this job. So, I mean, like, I've done a ton of jobs. I've lived all across the country. And I finally came to, at the age of 40, 40-something. 40 <laughs> uh, I, I, I came to the realization that, you know what? I was working. I wasn't living. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I finally decided that, you know, I've worked long enough. It's time for, and again, it really pays and it's really great to have a partner behind you who supports you that says like, look, you're not happy. Go be happy. We can figure this out. Exactly. You know, and, and, and I got lucky. I got very lucky. Um, and it was my, it was, and, and just for all those people out there, no, I didn't meet her in a star night one night and we've been married forever. No, this is my third wife. This is my third. Oh. So the third time is the charm. Okay, so <laughs> right. the third time was the charm, but yeah, it's very important to get someone like that behind you that believes in you and believes that you can do this. And is like, we're in this together. We'll figure it out. But I would rather you be happy and us not make as much money as we were making than to be miserable and rich. There you, you know, go. That, that was her whole, that was her whole take on it. You know, because again, we've got six daughters. If I'm coming home miserable, you know, then the kids are going to be miserable. If the kids are miserable, they're going to make everyone else around them miserable. So it's kind of like a, a, a domino effect. Right. And yeah. it, it, it's just worked so far. Like I said, I'm in, I'm in year three of my five year plan. <laughs> <laughs> and, but see, and this is where my business background comes in. I have a really good friend who, 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 who does, uh, all my books for me, basically kind of keeps my, uh, my stuff in line on, on what I've done year over year. And I have doubled my income every year for the past three years. Dang. So, so the case is to double the income because again, I don't, I just, trust me, I would love, you know, Martin Scorsese to come up to me and say, Hey, we want you to be leading our next movie. I have a great idea that that's not going to happen. But I can make a living doing this without being Robert De Niro, without being Al Pacino, without being a George Lucas. You can make a living doing this. And I think that's the thing that I had to get through my mind as well. Right, right. And, you know, that's awesome to have that kind of support and to actually have yep. come this far in it. Like, that's, that speaks volumes for your character. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying it ain't been easy. Trust me. It's not, I mean, you got to get used to a lot of no's, you know? So, right. uh, and, so, and for every audition I've gone on, I, and I do, I audition and this is no joke. So if you're a working actor and you're out there thinking like, Oh, I'm just going to go and I'm going to audition for, uh, for stranger things and I'm going to be a millionaire. That's not going to happen. This is how it normally happens. You just grind away. You take part after part after part. You will do 100 to 200 auditions before you'll land an actual part that pays. You will then, because I do, I do about nine to 10 auditions per week, at least video auditions or live auditions. You just got to keep doing it. You got to keep doing it and you got to keep grinding at it. You got to keep going and knowing that, you know, and it's not about the next break. It's about, okay, the next one I'll get booked on. The next one I'll get booked on. And then finally you build up a name for yourself where people seek you out because I have been sought out for roles now at this point in time, especially in the state of Texas, there are people who I don't even have to audition. They just call me up and say, um, I want you to do this role, but I'm the kind of guy like, no, I'm not just going to do this role. Give me the sides. I will come in and I will read for you, but thank you for thinking about me and me not having to submit to audition for you. You want me to come audition for you. 
Thank yeah. you for that. And I will go in and I will audition. And, you know, and I, nine times out of those 10, I'll get the role. Like a great, great story is a friend of mine who wanted to work with me forever. She just cast a pilot and shot a pilot in New York city. Good friend of mine. She's wanted to work with me for the past three years. So she said, Hey, I've got this pilot. And I went down to New York city and I auditioned for it and I didn't get the job. And she was all freaked out. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, Hey, that's the way this works. As in my opinion, that's the way this works. It's not guaranteed. Somebody did a better audition than me. Great. I want your, your thing to be a success. If they think that's the better person, then go right ahead. I get it, you know, but don't worry. Cause she was, and she's like, well, I don't, I just, I really want to work with you. I'm like, I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm still going to be able to work there for you, you at some point in time. Unless, unless you're done. Are you telling, cause I said that to her on Facebook. I said, are you telling me that you're done? Are you telling me that you're not going to write anything else? She's like, well, no. I'm like, then stop worrying. We will, when it's meant to happen, it'll happen. We'll work together. It's not a big deal. So like I said, it's, it's just about grinding. So, I mean, anybody out there who's considering being an actor, it ain't easy. It's not, you got to like, you got to like rejection almost. You got to thrive on it. <laughs> there you you know? go. And then, and then, and then when somebody does say yes, you got to celebrate the crap out of that win. You know, like, yes, I did it. And then do your job and move on to the next. Beautiful. That's some sage-like advice right there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, before we uh, bring things to a close here, if you can believe it, it's already been a full show. I want to do the most <laughs> important part. I want you to tell people where they can go to find your social medias and you know what to type in where to find more of you. Yes, perfect. So on Facebook, if you type in Patrick Lascarbo, I have, I'm the only Patrick Lascarbo on the face of the earth, pretty much on Facebook. I don't think there is another one. It is just me. So <laughs> okay. it's my first and last name. You'll find me. I have three pages. I have two actor pages and one just personal page. Now for the film, you can find us on Facebook with the little ampersand, uh, the little, uh, not ampersand, the little at symbol at chance and circumstance film, all one word. And you can find us there on Facebook. From that Facebook link, you will be able to find our Indiegogo campaign, which is on Indiegogo. And if you even just go to Indiegogo and type in chance and circumstance, it comes right up as, as a feature film being shot in, in uh, uh, Texas and Oklahoma, both, both states. Nice. Uh, so th th those are the easiest ways to find me. You can find me on Instagram at Patrick underscore Los Garbo. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. At, and here's where it gets weird. Twitter is Patrick EL three. Don't ask me why it gave me that. It just did. All right. Uh, then. <laughs> and okay. then you can also find us on Instagram at chance and circumstance. That's just an, uh, an, an, an Instagram handle as well for just the film. Okay. Awesome. And on IMDB, of course, if you look me up on IMDB, I'm there and all those links are there as well. Nice. Well, there you go. One-stop shopping. I like it. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. You've been an amazing guest. Like, you had some of the best advice. I mean, real no-kidding advice. Like, hey, I'm not going to sugarcoat yeah. it. This is how it really is. This is how it happened. I loved it. You, you've been great. Thank you so much. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. And everyone, uh, just even go and, and check out our, our Indiegogo campaign and check out the Chance of Circumstance website. Like it, share it. And we, we're, we're not proud. We'll accept $2 donations. We're not proud. If you want to put in $2, <laughs> we'll, 
we're, we're like I said, we're not proud. We're just trying to defeat our cast and crew. That's all we're trying to do. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> and, you know, as I always say, thank you to the listeners out there. Without you guys, I wouldn't have this show. I truly, sincerely do mean that. Thank you all one last time, and we will see you later. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, what an amazing show. Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search The Leo Effects. With an A, not an E. If you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself, head over to Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We live stream every Tuesday night. More projects are in the works. For now, stay tuned for more interviews. To book yourself as a guest, you can head to theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast or send me an email at theleoeffects at gmail.com. Remember, this has been The Leo Effects, and great shows require great listeners, just like you. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.